Hello, hello, and welcome back to Motherhood Interrupted. I'm your host, Kimberly Lovey. You guys, today I can finally start sharing some breaking news. Are you ready? Buckle up. I'm finally going to spill some info. Ready? Here we go. Let's dive in. All right, guys. Now, I know I've been hinting for some time that I had some breaking news and I really, really do. Okay, no, I'm not pregnant, but I have a five-part series of secrets that I have for you. Yes, five parts. So today I'm going to spill the first part, and I'm so excited because there's a bunch of pieces to this, and I cannot wait to share all of them with you over the next couple weeks. So The big breaking news, part one, first reveal, drum roll please, da 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 da. I have a legit podcast studio. Yes, I am no longer recording out of my own home office, home studio, closet, kitchen. Yeah, you name it. I legitimately have a recording studio that I am recording out of now. And in addition to that, we are actually starting to bring in video. Now we will start that for next week's probably episode, most likely. Right now I'm actually in the studio. I'm not using any of the equipment. It's all set up, but I don't have my producer here, which is part two. So I just spilled two of the secrets. Okay, two parts. So part two of the secret is I have a studio and I have a brand new producer. And I will introduce you to him next week on next week's episode. And I'm not going to tell you who he is or anything like that yet but I'm super excited and I'm so happy to finally just like glow up the podcast and be legit. But today this is a solo episode and I just wanted to get this episode out to you guys and have kind of a one-on-one chat and yeah, just share that exciting news and I'm just super beyond stoked. It's like a dream come true. We have just a whole legit setup. It's all the right sound, we have the cameras, we have the lights, the action, the whole thing. And so I think bringing the visual to you guys is gonna just make it so much more enhanced, the entire experience. And we are doing big things with the podcast and there's way more to this, but I've already revealed two parts out of five parts. So Here we are. I was planning on just revealing one, but it kind of made sense for me to reveal both parts. So if this does not sound amazing, forgive me and hang on. Hang on to your hats, folks, because next week we are doing the full production. Spoiler alert, I'm going to be recording uh, next week's episode on Friday of of this week. So this week I will technically be recording and... Yeah, so now I have to like get dressed and stuff like that for you guys. So that'll be super fun and I cannot wait. There's just a lot coming and this is just the beginning and I'm just really excited. So 
that is what's happening here on my podcast. And again, I'm doing this all for you guys and for us to connect deeper and better and finer and all the things. Okay, now let's get into the fun stuff. First of all, I need to talk to you about a couple things I need to cancel. So first of all, we need to cancel the term girly. Like if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just think about other podcasts or even on social media. I keep hearing the term like, oh, she's a football girly or she's a whatever girly. And I'm like, we need to stop. It's just like, well, like way played out and overused. Like at first I thought it was cute. And now everyone's like, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a spandex girly. I'm not a this girly or she's a this that and the other girly. And I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm done. We're canceling girly. If you're someone that's using that term or hearing it and know anyone that uses it, let them know we've canceled girly. We're done. It's played out. It's overused. We need to move on. I thought it had its moment. I thought it was cute and kitschy and now we're done. Okay. The other thing we need to really, I need to, this is like my PSA and I promised my mom because I went on a whole rampage about this when she was in the car with me the other day. Like I literally lost my mind and my mom and I are driving, I'm driving her and we went to Orange County because we had my sister's, so my nephew, it's it's easier to say my nephew, I was going to say my sister's sons. Okay, my nephew Skylar, who's three years old, he had a karate belt test, which is a big deal. If your kids are in karate, you know, if your kids are not in karate, it's basically like they work for weeks and months. And then when they finally get a chance to test they're it's a big deal. And they are testing for the next belt. He's three. He's a white belt. He's so cute, but nonetheless, it's a big deal for him. So we went down to Orange County where they just moved and watched his belt test and it was super fun. And then we had a baby shower in Costa Mesa, 30 minutes away. So anyway, we were driving home and this is what I was gonna tell you. All right, we're driving home and the car, there's a car ahead of me. It's like, you know, a decent distance ahead of me. And all of a sudden the car starts spraying their windows and I immediately lose it, immediately. And my mom's looking at me like, what, wait, what just happened? We're like chit-chatting in the car. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why are you losing it? So the car is like cleaning its own windshield. And I just start shouting. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm screaming at the car. This becomes a 10-minute rampage where I'm explaining my rant, my rant and rage to my mom. And basically, I'm like, don't you guys understand? And if you don't, if you've never sat back and thought about this, like, this is for you. This is for me. This is for all of us. Okay, when you need to clean your windshield, do not do it when you are driving. Even if it seems like it's fine, like, oh, there's not a car immediately behind me. False, 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 fake news. Even if a car seems very far away from you or even to the side of you, do not, I repeat, do not start cleaning your damn windshield when you are driving, okay? And here's why, because the second you do that, There is a car somewhere around you that is getting just enough spray on their windshield to literally destroy their visibility and not quite enough spray to clean their own windshield. 
Okay, and so what happens is you have all these streaks, if you try and clean it, you now have these streaks that basically make it so you cannot see through your windshield. And of course, especially when it's like sunset, it's like, you know, the light is reflecting off your windshield. Now this sounds like not a big deal until it's you. When it is you and you are driving and you have all these streaks on your windshield and you're and you're trying to drive and the sunset is hitting, you literally, your visibility is totally messed up, okay? So you might just say, well, why don't say, you're going to say exactly what my mom said. Just, you know, spray your own windshield. I'm like, well, number one, I'm not going to do that because then again, I'm going to perpetuate the issue because now I'm going to start spraying people all around me. So number one, no. Number two, if I start spraying my own windshield, it creates, it, it. you take my car from having a perfectly clean windshield that's now splotchy and then just basically trying to wipe it and then it's splotchy on the ends of your actual windshield. So now you just took me from, my windshield was perfectly clean, then it was like splotchy and I couldn't see. And then I, and then I sprayed my own windshield in hopes of cleaning it as I'm driving, I sprayed other cars, and now my windshield is split, splotchy on the corners. And it's just, it's a mess. And I have to say, it really upsets me too, and you can see I'm very passionate about this because I think it's so inconsiderate. I also get my car washed once a week, okay? I take the time and spend the money to make sure my car is clean because my kids, I have three kids, they destroy my car, they destroy our nanny car, and it's just disgusting, okay? I'm not, I don't want a gross car. I think it's very important to keep all your things, especially if they're expensive things, but anything that you own needs to be well taken care of, okay? Even if you lease your car. So I take the time to coordinate someone to come to my house every single week and to clean my cars, and I spend the money to do it. And I have to tell you, one, if you're not doing that and you have young kids, it is worth it, and it's not that much more expensive than going to the car wash because I don't have time to go to the car wash. I learned this early on when I had my kids. Nobody's going to the car wash when you have young kids. You don't have time for it. You just don't. The kids are falling apart. There's nowhere for them to stand, etc. okay? A drive-through car wash is fun with the kids, but it's not exactly helpful in terms of cleaning your interior, and I'm not gonna sit there and vacuum my car when I don't have time to do those things, right? I actually don't mind vacuuming my car, to be honest. I actually love va vacuuming. It's very gratifying, and I... I will sometimes vacuum my car if I need to. But by and large, back to the windshield situation, I just have to say, please PSA, like let everyone you know, like post it on social media and make sure people go viral. In fact, I just launched a TikTok and I haven't posted a single thing and I feel like this is the first thing I should post because it's that important. I really need everyone to hear there is no spraying anything on your windshield. Do not clean your windshield. Do not destroy other people's windshields. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, so now I've got that out of my system. Thank you for letting me rant and rave about that. And it was very important to me to like make sure I spoke to you guys about this because nobody talks about it and everyone needs to be aware. Okay, next subject. What did you guys do for the Super Bowl? What did you guys do? So we went to our friend's house and they had us outside and their outdoor area, their backyard, I guess, is like covered. It's like, 
I swear, it's like they had built-in heat. They have built-in heaters because at first I'm like, oh my god, I hope we're not too cold. We're all bundled up. They had a great TV, like fireplace, so nice. And of course, I like see this. I'm like, Brian, we need to gut our backyard already, but it's just a fortune. But anyway, um, so yeah, so we went there, and I felt really bad because Baby London is running around, and there's like kids there and stuff like that. And I felt bad because I really wasn't able to watch too much of the show because or of the game because just all the kids running around. Like I just needed to watch the the babies and all that stuff. Well, I guess I've heard from everyone the first half of the game was just so boring. I'm like, okay, awesome. I wasn't really cheering for one team or the next. I was definitely just there for the Usher show, which we're gonna talk about in a second. And um, yeah, so kind of missed a lot of the first half. I saw some of it, but it wasn't like anything crazy. Uh, I will say that the Usher show was like what I was there for. So if you guys haven't heard, I actually did a full review on the Usher show. I, a couple, several episodes back in July, we went, me and one of my girlfriends went to see Usher. It was the best, best show. We saw him in Vegas. It was on my bucket list. I had wanted to go earlier and then missed it and then he came back. Anyway, so good. The Usher show in Vegas was so good. But I will tell you, not to recap the whole thing, I'm just going to tell you, Usher was like way more racy. Like the show was way more racy than I would have expected. And I didn't know if that was because it was like a Vegas thing or just how he always performs. But like just thinking of him and his music, it doesn't feel like I know it's like very like kind of sexy time type music. But I for some reason just didn't expect like that level of raunchy. Like, he had strippers on poles. There was lots of booty out, booty shaken. It was raunchy, but it was fat. By the way, I'm not saying this as a negative. I'm just saying it like it is. Like, it was so fun. It was amazingly good. It was awesome. Like, it was such a great show, and I absolutely loved every single second of it, and I would go again. So I'm telling you that because I'm like, hmm, okay, he's going to be – doing a Super Bowl halftime show like on mainstream cable or whatever like he's gonna have to water it way down and I was kind of like I wonder how this is gonna go so I have to say I really don't like when you know when you're like watching a performer and you know all the words and you know all the songs and they're performing and they do like a compilation and they do like a mashup so like right as you're getting into the flow of the song and you start singing it and like you're starting to jam out, they like switch it to the next song and you're like, oh, wait, uh," like you feel like the rug was like swept from underneath you. I definitely felt that way with the Usher show. I I also hate to say, I feel like it definitely fell flat for Usher because I just watched him doing his full concert and it was so spectacular. And then kind of like I was, you know, imagining he really couldn't do his show. And so, I really liked that he had Alicia Keys. I really liked that he had Little John. There were other people on there, her and some other people that came on the stage. I really didn't know who they were, to be honest with you. And also, I realized that, you know how the Super Bowl halftime shows a lot of times are like the throwback kind of artists? Like, that's us now. We're, we're in that genre. It's like our favorites, like Usher's, like one of our favorites. The young kids probably don't really know who that is. And like, remember when you were younger and like your parents 
artists or musicians were the halftime show people and you're like I have no idea who these people are and then like all the parents are like so excited about it and you're like uh okay this just is not landing for me yeah that's who we are now friendly reminder yes we're those people and then okay the other thing I want to say about the Super Bowl is it really kind of creeped me out that Travis Kelsey, like when I saw him screaming at his coach, like I get it. Like you're in the heat of the moment and it's like the most important thing of your whole career. But first of all, didn't he already win a Super Bowl? Like they won last year. Was he not on the team? I don't even know. But anyway, um, remember girl football here, not real football. Uh, I really like just seeing him screaming at the coach. It just like freaked me out. And I had this like flash of like how scary that would be. Like if you're Taylor Swift and he's your husband, which obviously things are looking like they're going to be, you know, together, which is, you know, great, great for Taylor Swift and great for them. But I did have a moment where I like was scared for her because I was like, oh, my God, he's like a big dude. He's like intimidating looking like he's screaming at his coach. And I'm thinking, oh, my God if you ever get like angry at Taylor Swift, like it just like scared me to the bone. I don't know why it just really freaked me out. I got a bad dark vision and I just didn't like it. Okay. The other thing that I want to say about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey real quick is I, I thought, okay, you know, when you see somebody that you think is one way, like very wholesome, very whatever. And then you see them in like their real life, like their downtime like, for example, your boss who you think is super nerdy or, I don't know, somebody at work or somebody at school that you think is super nerdy and then you see them out and about and then they're, like, unexpectedly cool. Like, you see them, like, dancing and, like, chilling and they're, like, grooving. Like, they got – I hate that I just said grooving, by the way. But they're, like, bumping, you know, and, like, look kind of cool. So I saw some quick video of Travis, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift, like, dancing together and, like, kissing and stuff. I'm like – it was weird. Like I looked at Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh, you're like secretly cool. I don't know. It was it was such a it was cool. I was like, oh, so she's kind of like cool too. Like she could dance like in like a cool like the way I would like I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Or or no, just totally just me. Did I just totally deviate? I'm not sure. But anyway, I just kind of got like a quick look of like cool girl Taylor Swift, not like Taylor Swift wholesome, you know? like country music crossover star. Also, I heard that Taylor Swift brought in $315 million in viewership dollars to football this, like to the NFL this season, which is way more than all of the different players for the most part combined. Like she blew up the NFL spot so big. And I feel like one, that is so freaking rad and impressive. Like I love a girl that's just powerful and influential and I just love it. And then the other thing is like, don't you think it's obvious that next year she's going to definitely be performing? Because I feel like this year it was like she's too in the middle of like her love tryst or whatever. And also she's on tour, as we know. But I feel like next year she's going to be the obvious choice to come in and perform. Don't you? Or is that going to be like played out? I don't know. Okay, now I want to tell you guys about Universal Studios, okay? So I have to give you a quick update on Universal Studios because for me, it was like the D-list of all studio kind of, or like, 
I don't know, um, how do I classify this? Like amusement park activities. It felt very dated, very D-list. Is it just me that felt that way about it? Okay, so I wanna give you an update because I wanna tell you what happened. So basically what happened was a couple weeks ago, our old nanny Becky, who's been on the pod, and I do want her back because I feel like her episode was like, she recorded it when she was like sick and it was like not that great. I mean, it was good, but like she's so good that like I need to bring her back. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so anyway, Becky was watching the kids. She was kind of stood in for the holiday season for us because she was in between her jobs and she's normally, you know, booked solid as she is right now. And so she basically had one family that went back to Hong Kong and she had another family that's a surrogate family and she had like a lull in between. And so anyway, she stepped in and was like babysitting essentially for us over the last, I don't know, like six weeks or something of the holiday season, which was thank God for her. Literally, thank you. Um, Okay, so Becky is so awesome. Like she's one of those people that if you were a kid, you'd like, you like fear her, but then you love her because she's one of those people that can really like work with your child in terms of like discipline and training them and doing all the right things. But then she can, she'll turn around and be like the most fun and the most engaging with the kids. So the kids like both fear and love her. And she walks that fine line, which I think is the hardest line to walk with kids. Like, I feel like I'm either too, too mean or too nice. Like I am not good at walking that line and she does it perfectly. It's crazy. But anyway, so exhibit A is that Becky, Becky brought the kids to Universal Studios one day during the holiday break, which I would have 10 out of 10 never done, ever. It just, I just don't, I don't even like going to Disneyland. And so anyway, she takes them and gets them like a pass there. And I don't know, I thought it was all very D-list. Well, the the kids came home and they were like raving about it and they had the best time with her. And Becky has a way of making these things super fun. Like she can go to the zoo and be like, make it like the most epic experience. Whereas if I go with my kids, I feel like, there's the giraffe. Look at him. Okay, now where do we go next? Like, I don't feel like I have that skill that she does, but I think it's just because she loves it so much. Anyway, so they come home. She got them some kind of like, not fast pass, but it was something like that. I forget the name of the pass she got them. But basically, after 3 p.m., you can you can skip lines and things, but I'm like, who, how is that helpful? Cause I'm trying to wrap up my day by 3 PM if I'm there. But anyway, it also gets you free parking. It gets you discounts on the stores and food and stuff like that. Okay, fine. So cut to now it's Carter's eighth birthday coming up next Friday on the 23rd. And I was hoping and wishing and praying that he did not want to party because We've thrown a lot of parties. We have a lot of friends, which is so great. And we love our friends like crazy. But I also feel like people don't necessarily want to spend their free day at your kid's party. I mean, now and again, of course, but not like every single year in the same cast of characters. Like it gets played out. And I'm not trying to be like, you know, played out. Like I like to keep things fresh and interesting. And so I was so happy because I'm like, hey, Carter, what would you prefer? a trip to Universal Studios for your birthday or a party. And he ends up picking Universal Studios. Or maybe he even suggested it. I really don't remember, to be totally honest with you. But nonetheless, we were so excited. We were doing victory laps that, okay, this is perfect. We can take Carter and Charlotte 
you know, for a hot moment, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll invite his friends. And then I'm like, no, like we don't need to make it such a thing. And like, so I don't know, like kids' birthday parties don't need to be so over the top all the time. I think there's a time and a place and sometimes the mood strikes and you want to make it over the top and like, yay you for doing that. But like, I just, not this year. It wasn't our year to like do it, you know? Uh, Okay. So anyway, we end up taking them to Universal Studios. It was so rad. First of all, so we ended up doing, so we get there and Brian ends up upgrading our free parking to like the preferred parking for $18, which I thought was excessive and not necessary. I now stand corrected and have to say it's worth it. And the reason why it's worth it is because one, it was only $18 as opposed to it's normally like 32, but because we had, the kids had that other pass, it like reduced our price. So that was already a win, but it shortcuts you. So you're not walking through universal city walk the whole time. And you don't have to like do an extra 15 minutes of walking. And that becomes important towards the end of your day. If you've ever like gone through like Disneyland and then you have to walk like across the whole like, you know, where they have all the restaurants, downtown Disney. Like I remember last time we went to Disneyland, our kids were literally in tears walking back. It was ridiculous. Okay. So yes, I would say that was worth it, especially because it was half the price that it would normally be. And you, we got... We got to Universal. We went on a Tuesday and it was not crowded. The weather was perfect. And Brian was like originally saying like, hey, should we get like a tour, like a tour guide? Because we've done that with Disneyland. It's very expensive, you guys. It really genuinely is. And I looked at it. I'm like, Brian, that is so unnecessary. Like, no, we, we don't need to spend like all this, like thousands of dollars on like a tour guide. Like the kids have this other fast pass we can use towards the end of the day. And like, they need to learn to wait in line, you know? Like they don't need to be privileged all the time, right? And like, let them learn to wait. And I remember as a kid going with camp and I remember waiting in these long lines and it was like a hundred plus degrees outside. And it was just like painful, just waiting and waiting and waiting. And like, I think it's good for the kids to learn how to wait. You know what I mean? Okay, so we get there and we're about to walk right through security and Brian like peels off and is like, hey, I'll be right back. He calls me and he's like, come meet me at the VIP kiosk. Okay, so we're not in the park yet. I'm like, okay, here we go. Turns out that they had a promotion to do the VIP, which I don't even know what this is. And it's half the price, it's half off, okay? So what you get is you get to go, you get to, well, first of all, you get to go into the VIP room, which gives you free breakfast, water, snacks, bathrooms, everything. I didn't even know that existed at Universal. And that's really helpful with kids. So I'm like, okay, that's good. And then the next thing they give you is a actual tour guide. Now it's not just you and your family. It's like a group tour guide. And then they also give you lunch, which includes your drinks, your appetizers and a dessert. So they basically give you all of this and it's it ends up costing us like $400, okay? It's normally double that. So for whatever reason, they're running this promotion. We get the deal of the century. I will share now that the first, kind of the first thing that he had sent me before we went when he was looking at getting a tour guide, it was like gonna be $2,500 for just us four and then $400 a person if we wanted to add the grandparents. And I was like, no, we are not doing that. 
So I'm just sharing that because by comparison, for $400 in addition to, I think, our general admission. So I think in total it was like 600. So again, this is not cheap, but it's cheaper than a birthday party. And I really have to say it's super worth it. So for that, we're able to skip all of the lines because you you're with your tour guide. And I have to say, the second I realized, oh my gosh, we not only don't have to sit in any of the lines, even if they're short today, but like, I don't have to navigate the park. Yes. Like I can literally go on autopilot. I don't have to worry about snacks. I don't have to worry about which rides. I don't need to look at the wait times. I don't need to figure out where the heck we go. Like, hell yes. So that's what I'm going to share with you is that it ended up being awesome. We went on every single ride at the park. You, let's see, we went from 11 to 4.30 and we had a one hour lunch in between. We got to do the Harry Potter. I guess they have like VIP tours for different areas. Like one was like the Simpson tour and one was the Hogwarts Harry Potter one. And we got the last one for Harry Potter, which I think all that really amounts to is like where you end up eating lunch. And I guess the Harry Potter one is like has the best food. By the way, that food was delicious. If you go apple pie for dessert was insane like insanely good, so unexpected. And she said, the tour guide said that it's about $40 a person for lunch. So that's already, you know, $160 for four of us. And then you add tips. So you're talking about $200 probably right there or like just under. And anyway, it comes with a drink, a meal and your dessert. So that was amazing. And I definitely, definitely recommend doing the VIP tour and then the other thing I'll say is there they have this like Harry Potter wizard I don't know what they call it but if your kids so my kids just started watching and reading Harry Potter and Carter's almost eight now and then Charlotte's six and I have to say it reminded me of how amazing Harry Potter really is because it's just so detailed and incredible and I haven't fully engaged in it yet but we have been reading it together and it's actually really sad how like he's treated from his like adopted family. And it's like, I don't know, it's almost like an abusive home that he comes from because his parents died. Friendly reminder, if you guys don't remember the story of Harry Potter. And I actually decided like I want to get back into it. And then they had like this huge train exhibit that showed the platform. Remember, he gets called to Hogwarts and he has to go on platform nine and three quarters. And they had this huge exhibit there of like, nine and three quarters and like the train and all the swag and merch it was so cool but anyway back to the thing that you may have seen on my instagram so i wanted to tell you this so they have these wands that the kids can get and it's like at a kiosk i totally would have walked past it but of course becky the last time got the kids the wands so charlotte was able to pick out her wand carter pick could pick out his and like hers is like a wand and then it has like a pink end with like a beautiful crystal jewel. And then his has like a really cool, you know, whatever, like decor at the end of his wand. And so anyway, it was just really dope. And so they have these wands and I'm kind of like, okay, cool. Yay, you have a wand, but I don't really know. Like, what's the point? Okay. So the kids remember to bring their wands back. And when we go there, we end up buying them each a cloak. Okay. Thankfully we did because even though the cloaks are expensive, my thought was like, Okay, they're like $50, okay? So they're not a fortune, but they're expensive for like a kid's toy, in my opinion. But they put on the cloak and 
Oh, so the cloaks all have, remember Harry Potter has like different houses, kind of like, remember the school's called Hogwarts and then there's four different houses or schools within there. I forget what they call them that, you know, each kid belongs to, right? It's like Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, and there's like two other ones. Anyway, Becky had had them take some online quiz where they figured out which house they should be a part of based on their personalities. And so the kids each knew when we went shopping back to Universal, they knew which house they were a part of. And Carter's Ravenclaw and she's Gryffindor, Charlotte. And so they got their cloaks for their respective houses. And so the cloaks were like really thick and thank God we had them because two things. One, I was thinking this is gonna be great for Halloween next year and I think it's a great costume because they're just so well made and it's such a fun idea. And then two, it got really cold when we were there when the sun went down, so it was perfect. Okay, so now here's where it got fun. So what they do is throughout the Hogwarts like world at Universal, they have a map and then your kid goes to all these different locations within the Hogwarts world and they can do these like, they basically go in front of these window displays and they have to do like a, a mantis, blah, 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 whatever, you know, and they have to say whatever the word is and they have to basically move their wand in the direction and shape that it indicates on the map and on the ground. And when they do it correctly, something happens. So for example, if there's like, there was one window display that had like a man's outfit and a woman's dress, and they like do the hocus pocus, whatever they had to say, and then they did the motion with their wand towards the window, and the woman's dress like lifted up, and then they had to do another spell, and then it went back down. Uh, another example was like there was like tiered cupcakes and it was just sitting there in the window display and when the kids like did the did the spell correctly and like moved their wand accordingly then all the cupcakes like went spinning like all the plates or there was another one where it was like there was a book and there was a feathered pen and once the kids start doing their little hocus pocus whatevers then the pen starts writing And so it was just really cool and it wasted like a good hour plus, which was amazing. And it was super fun. I have to say, like, if your kids are around, like, I don't know, between six and eight or nine or even 10 years old and they like Harry Potter or you're not sure if they would like it, maybe show them the movie, get them the wand and get the cloak. Use it for Halloween like we're going to do so that it's like a good investment. And then go do the the Harry Potter, like the map. And it's super fun. And the trick is that there is like a sensor that senses the motion and it unlocks and activates the whatever kind of the fun trickery is, right? And it kind of like activates that that window. Uh, and so that's what we figured out by talking to one of the other wizards there that was like oh, someone that worked at Universal that told us how it works. Because at first we were having problems with it. Okay. So that's pretty much that, and that's my review. Universal Studios also created the Super Mario Land, which is insane. Like I almost felt this like deep nostalgia to the point where I started to like almost cry. It was so weird because like it totally brought me back to my childhood. And like I don't know if you guys played video games, but I definitely didn't, except for I would play with like my sister and my cousin when he would come over for the summers, and we would play Super Mario Kart. And like, 
play Super Nintendo. And it was just like really crazy how they built out this world. It was right where the E.T. Remember where, do you guys remember Backdraft where there was fire and then they had E.T. and another, it was another ride down there, remember? And you would like float on the E.T. one and it was like always the one that was the cool one, like cool when it was a hot summer. You'd want to go into E.T. because it was so much cooler in there and like the sun would be beating down on you. Anyway, so instead of E.T. and Backdraft, now they have Transformers, they have Jurassic Park, they have the Super Nintendo World, they have the coolest stuff there. And it was so fun. Jurassic Park was super fun. They give you a poncho. We wore it the whole time. And then, like, they spray you. And then it ends in an 84-foot drop. So that was wild. That was super fun. And, yeah. Anyway, it was a great time. And it was so good because we didn't have to buy a hotel. You know, like Legoland, Disneyland, all these other places. You have to, like, go get a hotel. And it's a whole major trip. I loved it because for us... It's only like an hour away or less, depending on when you go with traffic. And we went in the middle of the week. It was, I got to say, it was a win. And Carter felt so special. They gave him a little birthday, like, tag. You know, most importantly, he felt so great. He loved it. He had the best day. He was, he felt special. He felt like he got to do what he wanted to do. And yes, it was still expensive, but it wasn't like insanely expensive, which is great. And I don't know. I just really recommend Universal Studios. I got to say, I really like flipped the switch on that one. So, all right. So, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you for connecting with me. I hope you guys had a wonderful Super Bowl and happy Valentine's Day. I know people are so like, I don't know. They're so uh, torn, like polarized on this. People either love it or hate it. I, let's see, I did get Brian a card. I forgot to give him the card, but I will give it to him today because it's Valentine's Day today when I'm recording this. I'm turning around quickly for you guys. And then he got me these gorgeous flowers that I just saw when I popped home real quick and a card, I think. I'm not sure if I, actually, I'm not sure if I have a card. Yeah, so that's kind of what we did. We're not doing anything crazy for Valentine's Day, but we are, we did all the kids, you know, classroom valentines thankfully we didn't have to go to any valentines parties for the kids thank god i don't know how i got so lucky this year but i'm really happy that they're gonna have a great day at school and that i don't have to actually be a part of it just being honest okay that's all i have for you guys so next week look for surprises coming up there's more surprises to come so again this week full studio full producer life so that's already surprises one and two. Next week, there's actually something way bigger. I'm not going to lie. I also am going to do a behind the scenes of our studio and give you like a, like we still have to kind of decorate the studio fully. Like it's already furnished, but I want to put my spin on it. And so I'm really excited to kind of dress it up and I'll show you guys the making of the studio and like the behind the scenes of it all. Cause I think it's so interesting and it's like, I feel like a real businesswoman. You know what I mean? Like, it's really super, super legit, and I'm just really excited about it. So, all right. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and please rate us five stars on all of the places, and forward this on to your friends, and tag me. Send me a DM if you have anything to say back or questions, comments. I want to hear from you guys. Don't be shy. I love you, and have a wonderful day. Bye. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best 
conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram at Kimberly Lovey and let me know your thoughts about today's show. You can screenshot this episode and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and tag me at Kimberly Lovey and we can share it on our stories. I will see you again, same time, same place next week.